Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. The gospel today is according to St. Mark chapter 13, beginning at the 24th verse. Jesus encourages his followers to look forward to the day when he returns in power and glory to end all suffering. Jesus said, in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware. Keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Have a seat. Well, here we go again. It's another waiting sermon. With a tad bit of foreboding and a splash of hope. And then we have Isaiah's lament. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Are we not waiting for Jesus to return? in the midst of waiting for him to come again at the manger. I get it. There have been times in my life where I have wanted certain things to be over and done with. Anyone? All right. I think it might be a universal condition. Like the prophet, the psalmist also pleads for an end to God's anger and neglect. Oh, Lord, God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? Has there been a time when you have begged, begged, begged for something to end? Let me give you a couple of examples. It has been over six months since Pastor Tanner and Piper left. I miss that dog. You know this to be true. I mean, it's Carson's half-sister, so it's, you know. I can hardly wait, honest to Pete, to have another competent pastor on board here at All Saints. And I bet you can think of other things that you have had to wait for. Sitting in a waiting room while your beloved is having an operation. 
Calling hospice to set up an evaluation. Having AFib and longing for rather regular rhythm to your heart. Um, maybe this one pertains to Rachel and Erica in particular, the front row people, holding a baby in your belly for around 40 weeks. <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting. Congregations, too, can seek ends to all sorts of different things. The end to a financial struggle. My colleagues, I'll tell you, this last week I had a meeting with a dozen colleagues, and so many churches are struggling financially. Thank you for your amazing support of this parish and the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ here. There are also things that congregations are waiting for, an end to a pastoral search, which I hope happens today, should you choose the candidate, but also an end to uncertainty. Perhaps like Isaiah, they want to go, they want the wait for the return of the glory days to be over. Waiting amid any one of these situations may well bring our people to feel as Isaiah did, that God is angry with their community or has left them altogether. What ultimately brings an end to painful waiting, you might ask? In scripture, it's the arrival of the Son of Man, the human one. God pulling skin on and walking among us. Jesus paints us a picture of that event in the gospel reading, the sun and moon dark and stars falling, the very heaven shaken, the coming of the human one certainly sounds scary. It is the end of heaven and earth as we know it. It is especially terrifying because we have no idea when it's going to happen. Now this reminds me of a cartoon that I saw many years ago. It was uh, Jesus descending from the heights of heaven, riding a white horse with a sword in his hand. I don't know why he has a sword in his hand, but does. And there's two people standing in front of the really, 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 really first Christian church. And they're, they look at each other and they say, great, we just paid off the mortgage. <laughs> It's all about the timing. (laughs) There is grace in that waiting too, though. There is good news for all people who wait for the end of some awful ordeal. Even in the terror, hope and life and joy and promise are present. It's one of those words that uh, Brene uses. She talks about foreboding joy. It's the birth of Mason and then standing over his cradle and going, oh my gosh, something could happen to you. It's that great big joy we feel with that holding that tension of what ifs. When everything ends, you know, when everything ends, all the bad stuff ends too. A new way is permanently inaugurated. When Jesus arrives, there's no more waiting just outside the operating doors and no more longing for the glory days. Instead, we'll be like the laboring woman Jesus mentions in his final words to the disciples before his arrest in the gospel of St. John. When her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish of labor because the joy of having brought a human being in the world is so amazing. Her old reality is gone, and along with it, all the pain and suffering. 
an entirely new way of life has been inaugurated. And that inauguration began with the birth of Jesus, with his incarnation for the first Christmas, the one that we're waiting for. It won't be complete, it's true, until he comes back. And because we exist in the space between Jesus' first arrival and his second, we have to live with certain situations that we'd rather God end right now. Yet because we live and exist in the space between Jesus' first arrival and his second, we also catch a glimpse of a new way that will be the whole reality of our future someday. Wherever people return to God, wherever people allow themselves to be shaped by God's presence as a potter shapes the clay, wherever real restoration takes hold, wherever neighbors care for one another and enemies become friends, wherever someone calls on God's name, there is a sign of God's new way breaking into our plain old endless reality. People of God, call on God's name in the in-between times, in the times of grief and stress. Know that you are not alone. God is ahead of you. God is behind you. God is beside you, both sides and within you. And for this, we can all say, thanks. Thanks. Amen.